the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They piled into the van mid-afternoon with little inclination in what to expect. With strained goodbyes to their parents and a brooding sense of trepidation, they loaded up their bags. The van turned out into the parking lot and it began to weave into the arteries of concrete that make up the eastern seaboard. Headphones in, carved out space for pillows and just enough space in seats to let the others know that they didn't want to be bothered. They were off. A week of serving will be fun, said the oddly shaped bald man. He seemed to have a mischievous smile as if he knew something was to begin. Seeds were being planted. The van creeped along at a snail's pace, eventually arriving in a town shackled by the weight of an industrial revolution that had moved on ages ago. Remnants of factories dotted the landscape and a soot-stained brick church was to be their home for the week. Still hesitant of the unknown, they unpacked and readied themselves to enter the streets. Armed with only a vague sense of why they were there, they leaned in. From serving food at a soup kitchen, playing bingo with adults older than their grandparents, to creating a sports camp for kids who didn't even own a baseball glove, something was happening. Something that maybe even resembled a kingdom, the kingdom of God. It's often said that Jesus' parables have, are small stories with a big point. The parable of the sower is no different. And while we can easily take the metaphor and apply it in our own context, I see it through the eyes of someone who walks with young people. Someone who relishes the opportunity to tell young people about Jesus. To help them hear his call on their life. You see those little seeds Jesus was talking about bursting with life and boundless possibility. Those are the seeds of our youth here at Calvary. Shells encased with life, waiting to drink the living water and grow with a servant heart at their roots. That fertile soil Jesus talks about, that's the soil of Calvary that has nourished and cultivated the ground for seeds to grow for 163 years. A soil rich with the nutrients of love, grace, and a paschal light bigger than any flame lit on an Easter vigil. You can hear the echo of good news resounding on this ground if you just listen. The laughter of a child discovering the elements during catechesis. The way the passing of the peace is almost uncomfortably long as we make sure we greet everyone. Or the way Prentice can read the Old Testament lesson in a voice James Earl Jones would be envious of. If we stop and listen, it is here. Jesus even goes further in his explanation, giving us a glimpse of what happens when those seeds take root. When they are watered and cared for. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. Those seeds produce fruit beyond what we can ever be imagined. It's 
easy to have a healthy distrust of this promise. Do those seeds really grow? Do they flourish with an understanding of what the gospel proclaims? I don't know a whole lot. But I do know this. When those seeds are planted in the rich soil of a church rooted in love, the answer is always yes. How do I know? Because I've seen it. And I've heard it. In the reflections of an eighth grader serving in a week, serving for a week in the streets of Lynn, Massachusetts, as he writes, I could feel God's presence throughout the whole day. I saw it in the spectacular staff who worked tirelessly to ensure that every person in Lynn has food and hospitality for at least a couple of hours each day. I saw God in Raul, the head chef who works seven days a week and gives up his own free time to help the less fortunate. And finally, I saw God in the grateful faces of all the hardworking, caring people who come to my brother's table in search of a meal and found much, much more. In a way, I can relate to them. I came to the soup kitchen looking for something to help those less fortunate than myself. However, I quickly learned that it's not about giving or receiving. It's about the way we, are all, we all help each other through God. My brother's table is more than just a charity. It's a family under God. Powerful words from an eighth grader. Someone who has heard the gospel proclaimed. A seed sprouting. At each baptism, we as a congregation are asked a question that defines who we are at Calvary. We say, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support these persons in their life in Christ? And the answer is and should be a loud and enthusiastic, we will. It is that response that is at the heart of our call to be a rich soil of grace and love. A soil that nurtures and cultivates seeds of life. Seeds that grow into the full stature of Christ in a broken and dark world. What could be more important? What could be more worthy? It is our challenge to continue to be that soil for the next 163 years. To be a place where our young people do not just hear the good news of Christ, Jesus Christ in a whisper, but it reverberates through the halls with fervent desire, drowning out the songs of despair and hopelessness. My charge to you is this. How can you enrich the soil of your heart so that the seeds may grow? Who knows? The fruit it bears could change the world. What kind of soil will we become? Amen.